This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 249 of Dublin Dane. And this is our last episode of 2022, so that means this is the final episode of Dublin Dane. Dane, how do you feel about your name no longer going to be on the official Batfans podcast name anymore? That's probably going to be a sad time, but <laughs> would you be yeah. able to recover? I'm, I'm mourning. I'm in mourning, Tim. I'm really... Please don't uh, bother me during this podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm in deep mourning. Don't ask me any questions, please. <laughs> All right. So it'll just be me talking and Dane <laughs> listening. That makes for a great podcast. One is where one is just a listener. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of questions, Tim, I had a question for you. Yes. What city were you born in? I mean, uh, where were you raised in? Alhambra, California is where I was raised. Alhambra? Yes. Okay, let me, uh, I'm Googling it right now. <laughs> no, I don't think you were born in Andalusia, Spain. <laughs> is that what popped up immediately on the search yeah. bar when you typed it AL? <laughs> um, city of Alhambra. Let's give oh. us a history lesson, Alhambra, because... I don't remember much as far as its history goes. <laughs> well, it looks like a nice little village here. A village? It was, well, it did have its nice areas and neighborhoods. I did like the block I was on and it's kind of the area that surrounded it, too. Did you go to Mark Keppel High School? No. <laughs> oh. There was a school, I went in middle school, there was a place called Northrop School where it was literally on the same block of where I lived. So it was easily walked down there every day. It was like, took, well, back then I was small, so I couldn't walk too fast, but it was like <laughs> literally like less than five minutes away from where I lived. Uh, I see. I'm just looking at pictures of it right now. <laughs> uh, f- fascinating uh, podcast. Right. Podcasting. I don't know what's more fascinating, you just being a listener or not saying anything or giving a <laughs> description of what you're learning about the city of Alhambra where I grew up in. <laughs> oh, it's right near uh, Los Angeles then. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty close. 
Pasadena is the other big city that's in that area. Oh, Pasadena. Oh, it looks nice, too. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why I asked you. <laughs> I've heard it's changed, though, since I've last been there. I haven't been there in, like, 15 years, so. Oh, you mean, like, they made it, uh, they made it nicer or whatever? Probably certain aspects. I've heard they put up a lot of, like, apartment complexes in certain areas. Oh, like, I see. To a point where I probably wouldn't recognize it <laughs> if I were to go back. Like, this looks totally different. Yeah. I am curious to see what my old house that I grew up in looks like, or if that's changed <laughs> at all. You find out it's like all broken down. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at pictures of uh, Alhambra, <laughs> California. There's also an Alhambra uh, um, in Spain. So, I guess that's why I the, came up in the the search first thing instead of the actual city in California. Are there a lot of Spanish speakers in Alhambra? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was actually a good mix. Yeah. It was very diversified. Uh, yeah, because did you ever go to the Mission San Gabriel Archangel? I did for a funeral. One time. But uh, Lacey Park. No. <laughs> Oh, because if if you're going to Alhambra, California, the top sites are Mission San Gabriel, Archangel, and uh, Lacey Park, followed by Alhambra Park, if you've ever been there. I have been there, yes. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I'm sure you've played a lot of Frisbee at that park. Like baseball, like catch and stuff. There's quite a few parks around the area that we'd go to. Oh, it's like a city park or a district park? Um, I don't know. <laughs> oh. I wasn't paying attention to what kind of park it was when I was young there. <laughs> uh, also, you might want to go, go down to Coldwell Banker George Realty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's on here. Played played quite a few music gigs growing up there in Alhambra. There's this oh, yeah? The main street there, they had a plaza. That's where we played talent shows there a couple of years. One first place our first year. Played some actually paying gigs there. Uh, so like on the weekends, like there was a place called Rick's Burgers. They had an entertainment st- outside stage where bands would perform. We played there a few times. Did you ever go to Splash Zone? Splash Zone, no. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the game, GameStop in Alhambra. That's where I worked for two years. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, let's see if they have a picture of it. I would think they'd have to, at least like a Google Maps street view image of that game stuff. Oh, wow. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Sam. It looks like a... it's uh, it's in a, like a strip mall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, before there used to be a Ralph's right next to it, an Arby's. I wonder if those are even uh... there now. Probably not some Arby's. Oh, right. see, I'm doing. I just did a Google search for it right now, and yeah, it looks is that cool. what it looks like? That's it, but definitely yeah. different stuff that's there. <laughs> like a 99 cent ranch market looks like that took over the Ralphs. And there's a, there's like a T-Mobile right next door. Yeah. Jolly Bee yeah. took over the Arby's. Okay, huh? <laughs> oh, Home of the famous Chicken Joy. Never heard of that. Never, you, you've never been to Jolly Bee? Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. Wow, you're missing out, Tim, if you like fried uh, chicken. Yeah. Well, 
but it looks like I got to visit Alhambra because I don't not recall ever seeing one up here in Chino Hills. I don't know if the um, I don't know if the uh, menus are different from uh, from you know the, the difference between California and Hawaii, but um, the don't get their spaghetti. <laughs> oh, I've <laughs> never I've never gotten spaghetti at a restaurant or fast food. I only have That's... homemade spaghetti. Yeah, don't get their spaghetti. It's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> the fried chicken is good. See, I'm looking across the street from GameStop. There's an LA Fitness. And when yep. I was working there, there was a right next to it was a Baja Fresh. But now I see it's doghouse, dog sausages and burgers. The perfect <laughs> restaurant you want right next to a fitness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Well, that brought back never some seen, <laughs> Never seen uh, Alhambra before. I've got to admit. So if anyone listening is curious to where I worked at, at GameStop, type in GameStop Alhambra, California, and you'll see where Tim spent a good portion of of his time in the years 2002 to 2004. So. That is the infamous now GameStop that we've we constantly mentioned on, yep. on this podcast. So yeah, if you want to get a visual image, just go ahead and type that in. Why would you go to Alhambra? I mean, like as a tourist, I mean, uh, th- there's really no reason, right? Not really, no. <laughs> yeah. I see. Anyway, sorry for that <laughs> sidetrack. <laughs> hey, come on, it's us. Who, yeah. <laughs> that's part of the We never know what random topic this or topic that we're going to begin the episode with. <laughs> yeah, Tim, what hospital were you born at? <laughs> Tim's hometown, yes. <laughs> But I guess, as always, we can continue our episode with going back to our minute-by-minute commentary of The Fellowship of the Ring. Um, We are going to go from minute 36 to minute 37. And as always, go ahead and grab your physical format or physical media format of choice, such as your VHS copy, your Laserdisc copy, your DVD copy, your HD DVD copy, your projector copy, your grab your Blockbuster membership card so you can go rent it, your Netflix physical media disc in the red envelope, your DVHS copy, and as always, the one me and Dane watch everything on, our converted VHS to DVD copy made from a PC. So go ahead and choose from all those wonderful relevant formats right now. (laughs) Cue it up to the 36 minute mark and I will give the countdown. Dane, are you ready? Yes, I am, Tim. Okay, three, two, one, play. As Frodo and Sam are leaving the Green Dragon, I always like this part where Frodo says, Rosie knows an idiot when she sees one, and Sam's all worried. <laughs> Thinking my, he is indeed that idiot. My favorite part about, about all this is, so Sam and Frodo go off and have this great adventure, right? Mm-hmm. And almost die and stuff. And these people don't even know anything that's going on. Nope. Like, like they have zero idea. That's why one of my favorite moments in the whole trilogy is in Return of the King, where they go back and they're at the Green yeah. Dragon again. It's just the four of them sitting there, where realizing yeah. they're never going to be the same again. It's like every, like you said, everyone else there knows nothing that went on. And Gandalf is back. After 40 years, was it, in the books? I think it was 20. 
20. Yeah. I mean, they don't specifically say how long it's been in the movie, so if you want, you yeah. can assume maybe 20 years has passed and this, the hobbits don't age. They age a lot slower. <laughs> yeah, they age differently. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's our Fellowship of the Ring minute-by-minute minute commentary for this episode. But I, sh- I want to mention, while we're on the topic of Lord of the Rings, you know how I mentioned before I got all but bought a bunch of Tolkien books, um, my new copies of the Lord of the Rings Illustrated Edition, the Similarian, and then I got a bunch of First Age books and Second Age books. So I'm building up my Lord of the Rings history and lore knowledge. <laughs> um, and I finished two of those books, which take place in the First Age, um, The Children of, Hu- of Hurin and Baron and Luthien. And those books were really great, especially The Children of Hurin, that one. I just really love that story. And it's just one of those things where I'm glad I'm finally diving into more of those First Age and Second Age stories because of I've said it tons of times as we talked about Lord of the Rings on this podcast, how I'm familiar with just very basic and little things outside of the main books and the Hobbit, but now really diving into it. And I'm just really appreciating just really the history that Tolkien has created with some really great compelling characters, especially the ones in the children of Hurin and how important they are as, and the Baron and Luthen story of how that pretty much was one of, if not the first pieces of, of the story that Tolkien wrote um, that eventually became part of Middle Earth and part of the greater Lord of the Rings story. But that was like some of the first two characters and stories I did created and just seeing how, because what's cool about that book is not just a narrative story being told in the book. You get that, but it's also kind of a history of how that story changed and evolved over the years as Tolkien kept writing and changing different things. So it's fascinating stuff, but at its core, just really, some great stories here that I'm reading. So I'm just really glad I finally took the plunge and decided to get all these books and diving into it. So I'm having a blast reading all of them or the ones I've read so far. I thought they were like encyclopedias for some reason. There are some you out know, there like, that are like that are more uh, like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I see. Like, like you, you're not reading a narrative novel. You're just reading like a textbook. So, like I said, there's portions in the Baron and Luthen story where it is like that. So uh, it's, it's like kind of a mix. I see, I see. Because you kind of have yeah. to know what you're getting into when you read those books. That's kind of what I did beforehand. <laughs> like, see, like, watch your reviews and kind of recommendations on how to go about reading it in a particular order and knowing which one is more of, like, like a history and a, a history book type story. Or not story, but history book type um, uh, how it's written, like, and instead of being mixed in with just a straight narrative. So... There are some that are straight narrative, but some where it's a mixture. I'm just I'm glad I went in or did my research beforehand, so I didn't pick it up and go, man, I wasn't expecting this. This is like totally different than what I was hoping to read in this book. But um, I wasn't like that at all. Now that I knew how it was going to be for some of these stories. Yeah, because I was reading the the reviews for um, um, I, I I can't remember the name of the book, but it's uh, it it was the book that. Uh, House of the Dragon was based on a fire and blood fire and blood. Yeah. And I guess it, that that's more of just a straight history book. Than yeah. It is like a narrative novel, like the song of ice and fire books mm-hmm. are, but even that is kind of more like a history book within the world of a song right. of ice and fire where this, I mean, 
it's being written by Christopher Tolkien. So he's actually saying like when my father wrote this and he wrote a letter to his oh. editor and all that. So it's a lot more like actual history of how the story was written and developed. Right. Cause you, you can't, cause these are unfinished, right? Yeah, exactly. Unfinished mm-hmm. stories. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I see. But yeah, it's been great. So I like, got a lot more to go to, but <laughs> I've, kind of how I'm going is I want to read the books that I have that take place in the first age first and then just recently like the newest book that came out just last month um the fall of Numenor that's a story that's not or a book I should say it's not telling anything new necessarily but it's taking everything that was written and published from the second age into one book and I think that's really cool so since I haven't read any Think specifically for the second age that would be perfect for me to have it all in one place to get the stories that take place in the second age so i'm kind of going in order of how both by recommendation and then just the time frame as far as the first age into the second age i don't know how you keep track of that Tim. i mean for me it's like you know what i will just watch i'll just watch the movies and the television (laughs) channel I think I had to do I mean, a lot of research before I even started buying the books. So <laughs> that took a little bit of time, fun. too. <laughs> sounds fun, Tim. <laughs> it was, actually, yeah. <laughs> just oh, being... so, so you're like, you're just like realizing, oh, that's what that thing was. Mm-hmm, yeah, oh. there's there's a lot of that going on, too. Uh, I see. So, yeah, it's been fun. But another thing I've been really into, like, most of, I've been obviously you know been fully into Middle Earth and Lord of the Rings stuff, but I've also gotten back into uh, the Power Rangers comics, and sadly, and it's for sad reasons because with the loss of Jason David Frank, which was just really sucked. I mean, it, the timing was awful too, or it just happened a week after we lost Kevin Conroy. And I mean, '92 and '93, there was no bigger shows than Batman the Animated Series and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and that's what I was obsessed with during those years and the fact that we lost two of the biggest mainstays of those series and that were part of my childhood it just really really sucked and just sad how um, he dies at such a young age and how the reasons why um, with it being from suicide which were just so shocking as he was such a positive person and just always trying to uplift people and just uh, send out the positive message and vibes to everyone he interacted with so it was just such a bummer so once I heard that I've been kind of went back and watched a few Power Ranger episodes and then it's made me think, you know what? Those comics are really good. I should probably dive back into it because after that big event shattered grid, I kind of stepped off a bit because I know Kyle Higgins left the book um, once he finished that story. So, but I still had heard great things about it. So I wanted to dive back into it. So I signed up for a free month trial for uh, Comixology Unlimited because most of the Power Ranger volumes are on there. And man, I just been burning through a bunch of those volumes because that series did not skip a beat with the right creative team change. It's been just as good and some stuff, if not better for, I think definitely for fans of the show, because there's some great reveals and histories for characters that you never were able to get in the show that you're getting in the comics. And I think even for those who aren't familiar with it, it's just a really good story being told in these comics. And so that was great. And then I knew there was another series called go go power rangers which is a comic story that takes place like very early in the career of the mighty morphin power rangers where after the very first episode this is like where that story takes place and you're really diving into how the characters are really 
dealing with this new responsibility and how their lives have changed and being superheroes now and just kind of really diving into how that would affect teenagers. So that's been really great to read. And it's just making me feel this, man, Power Rangers, I mean, it is what it is. It's a cheesy show for kids that has some, that if you're a kid, you're going to eat it up and love it like I did at the time. It's like you get to a point where you're a kid, you love it. Then when you get older, like you're embarrassed that you used to watch it. But then when you get even older as an adult, you look at it fondly with nostalgia. thinking, yeah, this is it's just fun to watch it now. <laughs> but still appreciate what they're trying to go for. At, at its core, there is some like really good stuff you can mine there and tell some really cool stories. And that's what the comic really does. It just shows just when it takes us, I don't want to say it takes itself too seriously, but when you kind of tell a more mature stories that comics can tell than the TV show ever would, it just brings it to a whole nother level. And that's exactly what these comics are doing. And it's, I'm getting the same vibe, maybe not quite on this level. It's like maybe a tick under, but I'm just getting the same vibe as I'm reading it as I did the IDW Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics. It's almost up to that level where it's just had a really consistent um, quality to it with the stories and artwork being told in there. So that's another thing I've just been really immersing myself in. It was those Power Ranger comics. It just it, it brings out the best of what that franchise could be. I sent the tweet out saying these comics are the greatest thing to ever happen to the franchise. And I think that's 100% true. So if anyone's ever looking for a really solid comic series to dive into, I would highly recommend the Power Rangers because even, like I said, even if you're not familiar with the series, I think there's the characters and the writing in there and the story it's developed is just some really good comic book storytelling. So, um, Dane, if you're looking for something new, I mean, I didn't steer you wrong on the Ninja Turtles. It took you a while to I get <laughs> for me to get that. I so if you're it. looking for a new comic book story to get into, I would recommend the Power Rangers. You know what turned me off of Power Rangers as a kid um, was, or, or at least the TV show, mm. uh, was going to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, as like uh, I used to have family that lived in Japan, and we used to go and visit, uh, visit them. And especially when they're on, they're fighting on rooftops. Uh-huh. It looks like <laughs> Japan. I mean, it really <laughs> looks like Japan if you um, if you've ever been. But uh, going back to the comics, are you talking about the the Kyle Higgins run, or are you talking about what's coming out now? I'm sorry. Say it again. Uh, when it comes to the comics, oh. are you talking about the kyle higgins run or okay. are you talking about um the comics out now kind of both actually because it's it's still all part of the same okay. series but kyle higgins is the one who kicked it off that was just really great and okay i kind of that's that's what i've been reading now the stories that happened after uh he left and just continuing yeah. on that and it's been just as good it's just really built off what he the foundation he laid and just continuing on like developing these characters in ways that the tv show never could Oh, I see. And um, how many Power Rangers comics are there? There's like two or three of them, right? Um, yeah, because I, I was even yeah. surprised that some of the changes that the series went to because it was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and then it became Mighty Morphin, just Mighty Morphin, not Power Rangers, which started mm-hmm. back to an issue one. But it continued the same story that was built off in the other one. And that, I believe, is still going on. Or actually, because I just had issue... 100 not too long ago so i think they eventually went back to the original mighty Morphin power rangers title and just took the the comic the issue count up but then there's also going 
Go Go Power Rangers, which is a separate series. That's kind of what I'm reading right now, which, yeah. as I said, takes place very early when in their careers when they first became Power Rangers. And I believe so there are some two, limited series out there also too. Okay, so there's two two main titles, yeah, monthly titles, uh, but they don't interconnect with each other. It's like two separate comics. Yeah, I mean there are going to be some connection. It's still in the same continuity, so there are going to be some references. And yeah. w- when they had cer- certain events, there would be tie-ins and all that typical comic stuff. But for the most part, yeah, there are separate. Yeah, because no, it's funny because I was actually thinking about reading the uh, Kyle Higgins run on Power Rangers because yes, it's it's Kyle Higgins, right? And, <laughs> you know, I haven't I read Kyle. anything of Kyle Higgins that I I have not liked. Right. Exactly. So I was actually thinking about it because like I was going through a comicsology plus whatever it's called and uh-huh. it's like, oh, she wrote Power Rangers. I want to check that out. So they, he did a, a, a giant run on Power Rangers comic and that's all collected. And then now there's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is the, is the main title. And yeah, just just called Mighty Go- Morphin. Oh, it's just called Mighty Morphin, yeah. and then they have Go Go Power Rangers. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind I of like the prequel. <laughs> to, to yeah. The game, right? Yeah. Yeah, because the I mean the problem was is like there were so many different titles. Mm. I was like, uh, I mean, I don't know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> do I start with do, do I start with uh, the Kyle Higgins run number one, the collected edition? That yeah. is definitely where you need to start. Yes. Okay. There's actually right. an issue zero too. I'm not sure if that issue zero is put in the first volume. I hope it would be. It would make sense, but <laughs> yeah, because I have all of Kyle Higgins' run just as single issues. I just bought them as they were coming out, so I'm not so sure how did. it is collected in a trade. Uh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that that's one series I've I've been wanting to read for a while now. It's just it's too intimidating for somebody <laughs> that. Like I said, didn't really grow up. I mean, didn't really grow up liking Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll be really curious to hear your reaction to it or what you think as someone who didn't really grow up watching the original series and see if it kind of has a similar impact or if you enjoy it as much as I do. I I think it will. (laughs) The only thing is like certain surprises and reveals might not hit as much as it does for someone who grew up watching the show. I don't remember really ever watching Power Rangers to be uh-huh. honest. Uh so yeah, it'll be really interesting. I, I know none of the characters' names. Um Jason? Yes. Right? Jason. Red Ranger. Red Ranger. Um isn't there a Power Ranger called Kyle? Right? Maybe on the later series, but not in Mighty Morphin. Okay. Uh, uh like Matt, <laughs> there is a Matt, but he's a character created from the comics. He plays a pretty big role, so <laughs> that's uh, all I'll say. Uh, the 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 Blue Ranger is that his name? Matt? No, no? his name is Billy. Oh, Billy. Hmm. Yeah, that's about it. That's all <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, Bay Power like, Rangers. The names you gotta remember: Jason, Zach. Yeah. Billy, Trini, Kimberly, and then of course Tommy, the Green Ranger. Uh, Kimberly, I thought I, I thought it was Britain for some reason. No. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So what what yeah, I like great it's... about the run that after, after Kyle Higgins left, um, there was a point in the series where this, I lost a lot of where it lost a lot of its appeal. And my interest in the series is when uh, three of the original cast members left and they brought in replacements for them. That was like one of the worst moments of the series. <laughs> it was just never the same after that. And the uh, reason why they left was kind of <laughs> not great, or just the reason or the excuse was like, okay, <laughs> well, I guess we'll go with it. But how it's done well, in the comic it, is really well, cool. Like they, they, like in real life, they they really wanted. It was a pay dispute, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a pay dispute. They wanted to be paid more than minimal wage or something. Be or paid like the what they deserve, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but right. in the show, it's like. Right they had this world peace teen conference going on in Switzerland. So that was the excuse of why they couldn't be power Rangers more because they anymore, because they got selected to represent angel Grove or something like that. <laughs> it's not going to last forever. So like, could it just been on a little hiatus and then come back? But that wasn't the case, but in the comics, it was, it was a really cool story that developed. It was like, Oh, this is great. They took one of the worst moments in the series and turn it into one of the best and most compelling power Rangers stories, I think. So that's why I just felt, the comic series after Kyle Higgins left just really continued off of that momentum of great storytelling with these characters that he started off with in his early run. So, so is the is the Kyle Higgins comic a run? Is it? Uh, is it like a rewriting of the Rangers yeah. series? Yeah, it's oh, not okay. in canon so of the TV show because it does take place uh, in modern times. Like they do have cell phones and all that type of stuff. So same uh, characters so and everything, just in modern times. <laughs> right. So so it is like the the TMNT comic then, yeah. sort of, where mm-hmm. they're kind of rewriting sort certain things. Yeah. That's the other oh, thing too, okay. Dave. Once you get more into the series of Power Rangers, you definitely got to check out the Power Rangers TMNT comic crossover. That was fantastic. Almost, <laughs> almost as good as the Batman crossover with the turtles. The Power Rangers one was really good. Who was that written by? Do you know, you know what? I'm kicking myself for not remembering who it was right now. Kyle <laughs> Higgins. I don't think it was Kyle Higgins. Let me look that up yeah. real quick because that's gonna bug me. <laughs> it is definitely a lot better than the. Power Rangers in Space, Teenage Mutant Turtles, Little Next Mutation <laughs> TV crossover. I think I need to watch that too. <laughs> maybe, maybe we both should because I've never seen it either. But, but okay, the comic, yeah, Ryan uh, Parrott. I, I hope that's how you pronounce the name. <laughs> but yeah, because that's a, makes me understand why it's so good because he's the one who took over for Kyle Higgins. But then he also yeah. was the main writer on Go Go Power Rangers, and so he's a really great writer on that series. So it makes uh, okay. sense why I enjoy it so much. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's—I mean, that's <laughs> that's weird that we were sort of thinking about the same exact thing. Except you you went and read the Kyle Higgins run, and I was think, just thinking about it. Uh, Our minds are are always in sync, Dane. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to the last few weeks as far as my entertainment goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spending my time in Middle Earth and Angel Grove. <laughs> yeah, for me, um, I've just been playing video games. <laughs> right. 
Uh, did so you finish God of War? Yeah, I did. That uh, easily is game of the year. Yeah, it's it far surpasses anything I've played this year. Um, again, it's it's taking these Norse myths um, and putting a fresh spin on them. You know, it's like it's a Thor you've never seen before. I mean, especially mm-hmm. the the Thor storyline is it's it's pretty out there when it begins. Um, but then it turns into something. Yeah, I'm trying not to because because I know because I know you have some interest in it. Yeah, I definitely want to um, play it. Yeah, so like it it definitely turns into something that that you can really get behind, uh, especially when other characters, um, uh, especially after you beat it and after you meet certain characters in the game, um, after you beat it, there's a there's another another storyline that you that you do that uh, really puts a it's a nice cap on everything. Um, but yeah, it's it's my total it's favorite game of the year. Um, yeah, I'm just trying not to spoil it for you, Tim. Um, How here's one question: How was the stuff with yeah. the with the wolves? Because that looked amazing. Like what I want to play the most. <laughs> Those gigantic uh, wolves that looked awesome. Oh, the gigantic wolves. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you which wolves. Okay. There's, there's couple, Ooh, there's more. Okay. It's it's one of the. Hmm. Uh, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's uh, going to be a while I'll, probably I'll, before I play it. So if you yeah, want to give some like vague type. I will give minor spoilers I'll, maybe. I'll give you a minor minor spoiler. That's fine. So it's right when you start the game. Uh, there's a little action sequence, and then you go home, and it's one of the saddest stories oh, no. <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> um, but then it turns around, and it's like, yeah, okay, we're we're good, we're good. I I forgive you, game for <laughs> I forgive you, Santa Monica Studios for for doing what happened in the beginning. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's it's. Oh man, like the action sequences, action set pieces, um, especially how like, cause cause you don't stay in one realm, especially how like they um, they, God Tim, I'm trying not to spoil this for you, uh, especially how they uh, the, the characters go to sleep because like I said, this game takes place all in one take, like you can play it from the beginning to the end and the camera will never cut, right? That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, and like uh, how they go to sleep and they wake up in certain places, um, and um, just the introduction of like this new weapon and that you get. Uh, I'm not gonna spoil that for you. Um, yeah, and it was a good game, Tim. It was a good game. <laughs> Sounds like more than just a good game. <laughs> yeah, like I can't talk talk about it without spoiling it. You know. <laughs> And especially with, with, with the God of War series, uh, you want to go in there um, totally with a clean slate, which is a good thing because you you've, you haven't played the 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 other the previous games, right? No, yeah, I haven't played um, any God of War games. Yeah, neither neither did I. And just learning the story as they as they tell it to you in uh, that that first game, the uh, God of War 2018. 
is um, is really well done. Um, but yeah, it's it's my my game of the year. Um, I I just wish they, I mean, especially with a PlayStation owned studio, I wish they used the triggers a little more uh, and the, the mm. controller a little uh-huh. more. That's kind of surprising. But, yeah, you'd think they would. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's my only complaint. It's my game of the year. Uh, uh, the second game, Tim. Now be ready to be surprised. It is uh, Gotham Knights. I thought oh, Gotham Knights. You did get it. Wow, I am shocked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was on did sale. You get yeah, I mean, I saw it on sale and I was tempted, but I was like, I still don't think I'm going to be playing this right away. So it might go down yeah. cheaper by the time I am ready to play it. <laughs> yeah, if you don't really have a game like I did, like, like I did uh, when. Uh, or after I beat God of War, um, yeah, definitely pick it up if you, if you're looking for a game to play, you know, just in general. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, the it, it's it, I, I like it. I like it. Wow. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's I wouldn't say well done, but it's um, it's serviceable. It's serviceable. Um, again, the 60 frames per second is a real problem. Especially when you're, um, uh, you, you've seen the trailers and everything, right, Tim? Yeah, I, I don't mind okay. spoilers on this one. I mean, I'm oh, sure there's, okay. there's a big surprise uh, that I haven't really seen before in a Batman story. Not sure if it's a real spoiler, but it's a gameplay spoiler kind of okay. thing. Uh, especially when you're on the Bat Cycle. Um, it, when you're going through Gotham, it is, your frame rate just drops. Oh, it's really? sad. Yeah. Uh. It's sad. I mean, especially on the PS5 where it's supposed to be this big, you know, colossal step forward. I know. It's like, it's how like, can that still be an issue now in right. these current consoles? It's, it, it's almost as bad as when I played. Um, oh, my God. I'm forgetting the name of the, <laughs> the game, the Star Wars game. Um, oh, Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah, Fallen Order. Yeah. yeah, it's almost as bad as that, but that was a little worse. Yeah, um, I know that had major issues. It's like your frame rate just drops, and it's like. Uh, um, uh, uh, another thing too is the combat is really good. Uh, it's especially I've, I've only so far I've only played with uh, Batgirl and um, uh, Nightwing and uh, Red Hood, uh, but those three characters, especially Red Hood, um, like the combat is really good because he has guns and he does melee combat, whereas like the other two. You don't really have that, but um, see, yeah, my, big, my big thing, like, how is the inventory equipment system? Because that's something like I, I've heard too. It's kind of one of the things that's a little bit of a like a drawback of it, where it's like a little yeah. too convoluted and unnecessary. Like, how's that been for you? Uh, the attributes part of it, I don't understand, and I just sort of gave up on understanding it. Um, but. What I just do is like, oh, okay, I can make this suit, right, for, let's say, Batgirl. And so I just make the suit, and, okay, so, like, that overall number is higher than my overall number of my previous suit, so I'm going with that suit, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just all I'm doing, and I'm like, I'm not doing, like, okay, so, like, the, the sneaking part is, or, like, the stealth attribute is really high on this one, so I'm going to put this one on, and, you know, we're going to go around and do that sneaking around stuff you know i'm just like you know what in fact i haven't done any sneaking around unless it's part of a mission um you know i just drop down and just fight people 
Um, so the combat part is really good. Uh, it does get a little repetitive, especially when you do the side missions, because it's 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 done in a in a in a uh, in turn sort of where like you um, you go back to the belfry and then mm-hmm. um, when you go out again, it's the next night. And so, like the the map resets, and you have all different types of um, side missions that you can do. That does get a little repetitive, but um, it's a good source of uh, XP. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like it, it it it'll really help you if you if you do those uh, side missions. Um, so yeah, like the the game the gameplay does get kind of repetitive, but. Um, the design of Gotham is really good. Um, j- just the different sort of regions. One, you have like a foresty, like like you you go to the north of the map, and it's like a foresty sort of like upstate New York sort of feel. Okay. And then you have like the middle section, which is the um, New York City, quote unquote, um, of the map. And then you go south, and it's more industrial, and it's um, there's docks and stuff. And, yeah, it's uh, j- j- just how they did the, the the just how they did Gotham in general is really really nice. Um, and to be honest, even though like my frame rate drops, I I do enjoy driving around the Bat Cycle. Um, it's 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 really fun, and you know just springing you know just springing off the the, the Bat Cycle into the middle of a fight is really cool, and zipping around and and all that stuff. Uh, the story. Yeah, that was my next question for you. <laughs> yeah. Story kind of isn't really there. Um, if you've watched the trailers, you know uh, Batman is dead. Yeah, quote uh, unquote, see what happens dead. To him. <laughs> uh, yeah, you see what happens to him. Uh, Jim Gordon is dead. Um, and then you, uh, you don't really see what happens to him. Um, but, yeah, the story is... It has enough to grab you. That's okay. all I'll say. Like, w- what you're doing is you're trying to figure out what Batman was investigating before um, before he died. Um, and it has something to do with, um, uh, yeah, some stuff. <laughs> I just realized I, I walked into a spoiler there. It's, uh, it's so, quite all right with this one. <laughs> did you beat the game yet, or are you still playing your way through it? No, no, I'm about a quarter through it. Okay. Uh, not really serious about it. Uh, it's it's serviceable. The gameplay is really good. Um, uh, so some of the controls are a little wonky. I'll, I mean, I won't lie to you, especially when you're going through doors. Like for some reason, I always get caught on doors and then I have to go back <laughs> and then forward again. Um, and just the, the, I don't know what it is, like 30 frames per second isn't really working, uh, even lower if you're if you're going through the um, the city. Um, but yeah, it's it's a serviceable game. Uh, if you don't really have anything to play, I would recommend it because uh, it's just like a beat. Just to play it as a beat 'em up is really fun. Um, and the service, I mean the the um, the, the story is good. It, it, it's all right. It's, it, I mean, it's it's no Arkham game esque story, right? Mm-hmm. It, but it's 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 good. It's good. Well, that's a much better review than I was expecting <laughs> for you to have when we were yeah. talking about it earlier. 
not being super excited for it, but that's good to hear. I'll definitely yeah, get it eventually. It's it's all right. Yeah, if, uh, out of out of a score of five, I'd probably give it a uh, like a two and a half. Yeah, I'd give it a two and a half. Okay. Yeah, it's it's good. If you can get it on on a deeper sale, that'd be great. But uh, yeah, it's. I feel like I'm getting my money's worth. That's good. <laughs> yeah, especially with the, um, the different fighting styles of 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 the different um, the different characters or so the characters that I've I've tried I've tried so far. You know, Jason, you know, will just he'll just like beat guys down, whereas Batgirl is has a little more finesse, and of course Nightwing has like way more uh, finesse than uh, the both of them. So yeah, j- just the different fighting styles is really cool. Awesome, yeah. Well, maybe the next time it goes down, I'll be tempted to <laughs> make that jump into it. But, um, yeah. but it's like my twenty twenty three video game playing schedule is probably pretty much set <laughs> because um, just last week we had the video game awards and they were show- showcasing some trailers and stuff, obviously like they always do, but. Um, Two, they showed two big ones. I know I'm definitely obviously playing day one is uh, Jedi Survivor, which is coming out sooner than I expected in March. Uh, and that yeah. was awesome. That was a great trailer. Just seeing that in the current running on current gen systems is like, man, this is going to be awesome to play the Star Wars game like this again <laughs> with these type of graphics. I cannot wait. And then they also showed a Final Fantasy 16 trailer, which, man, that's just like so insane and crazy fun with the summons. And I love how it's more of a medieval setting this time, kind of going back to those earlier Final Fantasy games. It just looks really, really fun. And they announced the release date for that, which is in June. It's like middle of June. But here's the thing. Just a month before that is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom comes out in May. I believe that's May 13th. <laughs> and there's no way I am going to have Zelda finished before <laughs> Final Fantasy 16 comes out because I, I, I admittedly I am slow at playing video games and finishing them and especially for big games like I know Zelda is going to be that's going to eat up a bunch of my time before I get to Final Fantasy 16 so it's like yeah. Jedi Survivor will be the first one I should hopefully have that one done probably in a month's time a month before Zelda comes out so maybe I can squeeze something in there but then it's going to be like Zelda Final Fantasy 16 for pretty much all of summer 2023 and then if they stick to their release plan, but it's Square Enix, so you don't know, but the second part of Final Fantasy VII Remake, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, will be out probably towards the fall or end of 2023, which, you know, that's going to take priority over every, anything else that comes out during that time. So <laughs> um, with all those games and knowing how slow it is for me to get through them, that's going to be a good chunk of what I'm going to be playing in all of 2023, which... Is actually more than I can say of what I played in 2022 as far as new video games. I think there's only two game, two games that actually were released in 2022 that I actually played. Do you remember what ones those are, Dane? <laughs> uh, 2022. Yep. Uh, let's see. That Harry Potter game isn't out yet, right? <laughs> I, 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 that wouldn't be one of the games I played. Um. <laughs> uh, Pokemon. I'm gonna say Pokemon, <laughs> Tim. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Uh, what was it, Tim? Stray, which was awesome. Yeah. And then just Ninja Turtles: The Shredder's Revenge. 
those are the two <laughs> brand new games of 2022 that I played this year, which I think is the first for me because I just played it was either remasters of older games or just games I haven't played yet that I yeah. played this year. Yeah. Um, but uh, going back to the Zelda uh, Zelda game that's coming out next year, I think I'm going to wait for your review and the reviews before I buy it. Uh, I don't think you have to worry about that, Dan. It's going to get great reviews. I will be stunned and yeah. shocked if I don't love it and if it doesn't get good reviews. <laughs> well, I mean, for two reasons, right? And one is the big reason why I didn't finish uh, Breath of the Wild, which is you know, like I, I don't want to be picking up sticks, and using <laughs> sticks and stuff, uh-huh. and using like five sticks to kill one boss, right? Uh-huh. Um, the second one is uh, the Pokemon game that came out not too long ago. Yeah, was, that was a little uh, buggy, it, wasn't it? Looked, it? Yeah, and it, it didn't run at 60 frames per second, and it really showed the age of the Switch. Mm. So, like, I'm just wondering, like, if that one doesn't, then how was Zelda? how i mean how is zelda gonna run on it you know yeah well obviously it's not gonna be as best as it could be with amongst games coming on current gen consoles but i think i mean this is nintendo's like diamond (laughs) franchise that they have where they're gonna put everything into it and they're gonna make it as look as good as it can be on the switch so i really don't have any doubt as far as it looking the best it can be on the hardware limitations that the switch has yeah but I do understand so, where you're coming from with the items and weapon stuff, because that does something, I mean, as amazing as Breath of the Wild is, that is one aspect of it where I wouldn't be upset if they did away with and just have, you know, standard weapons and armor and equipment that don't break. Not only that, also, like, the, um, oh, no, it's a colder climate. Do you have the, the sweater? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah. Do you have, <laughs> can you make, um, what is it? Can you make uh, the that spicy chili or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> That's stuff I didn't mind too much. But. Uh, yeah, I could have done without that. <laughs> you know, like, like j- just just let us go and do explore wherever. You know, we don't have to have a sweater or chili yeah. or... Yeah, there or, was a fine line where whatever. you don't want to make it too realistic yeah. in real life <laughs> when you're trying to just have fun and escape in a video game. Yeah, exactly. But the other game I just started playing because it came out this week was Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, or I should say Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. The, oh, right. The remake yeah. of the PSP game. Uh, I'm loving game. it so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to be playing that game on modern consoles, on a consoles in general, just not on the handheld PSP. They just did a great job updating the graphics engine and the combat. It's just a lot of fun. And just, again, experiencing the story, I think it's one of the better... Final Fantasy stories, um, the journey you played through at Zack and his connection to Sephiroth, Soldier, Cloud, all that stuff. It's just really good, and I can't wait to get into the meat of the story once I get to those parts of the game where he's interacting more with Cloud, and you get to play those flashback sequence that you did in Final Fantasy VII. It, just, it blew me away on the PSP, and I think it's going to do it again now that I'm playing it with modern graphics. It's just a lot of fun. The only downside so far is that they didn't do the same upscaling to the CG cutscenes that were from the PSP. They just kind of transferred that over to the consoles without touching them up too much. And they don't look bad, but you do notice it's not as good as CG cutscenes are nowadays on modern consoles. <laughs> so that was a little disappointing that they didn't touch those up at all. But everything else so far, I'm just having a blast reliving this game again. 
So they, th- there is a graphical upgrade then. Big time, yeah. Uh, I see. It's a pretty big jump from PSP graphics to <laughs> PS5 and Xbox Series X graphics. I wonder if anybody still plays their PSP. <laughs> There's got to be someone out there. Yeah. I remember I bought one of the, uh, the Silent Hill games off for uh, PSP, or when I bought my uh, PSP. That's what you got it for, right? <laughs> Did I? I thought I remember you saying that, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, I think I might have. Yeah, I think you're right. PSP uh, had some good exclusives. They really did. Yeah, it just sucked that they, they just sort of forgot about it. Yeah, and when the Vita came out, there was nothing on that. <laughs> yeah. They forgot about their handheld sort of division, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Which, understandably, doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's what we've been playing before the 2022 ends but definitely a lot to look forward to at least for me anyway in 2023 when it comes to video games i will have more than two brand new games to play in 2023 yeah and hopefully they can get they can get that new fallen order game up to 60 frames per second not like uh the the original yeah they did bump on the when they put it out, like they upscaled it for the new consoles, I believe it is running at 60 frames though. Now, no, it's not. It's not even with the update yeah. that it had. Yeah, even with the um, PS5 bundle or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, it still isn't. Okay. Yeah, it's close. It's closer than it still was, looks really good uh, though. <laughs> originally, yeah, it still looks good, but I don't know. I hate to be a frame rateist. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's like I, I just have to have that, and I don't understand why video game video game companies can't do it. Besides the, um, you know the, the 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 PlayStation or Xbox owned the first party you know, developers, right? Yeah, developers, right? Yeah, like I don't know why other developers can't do it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to. Well, <laughs> no, it's, it's understandable. <laughs> like I, like we yeah. said, with this console generation, you would think that wouldn't be an issue anymore. But yeah, turning is. down the graphics, you know, so that you can yeah, get I, I really frames. Yeah. I really hate that feature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The making you choose. It should be. I would. I was. I was hoping for this console generation. It would all be. That wouldn't matter. It'd all be in one. But no, we still can't get it. Maybe for the PSX and what other uh, random name the next Xbox has that makes no sense. <laughs> the Xbox 1.573 Series <laughs> 9X. There you go. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be the new one, Tim. But if you want the P, the the Xbox 1.573.92.X37, <laughs> you know you're really gonna have to shell out some cash. That's right, because they always got to release two different versions of the system, the cheaper one and yeah. the main one. Yes. Just have one and just moderately price it. I know, that would be ideal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess the last thing to mention on this episode is, of course, some big DC movie news that just broke down or broke this past week, where James Gunn, obviously the new head of DC, and both Henry Cavill have announced and said that Henry Cavill will not be back as Superman and the planned 
new Superman movie for the new DCU. And boy, as you would expect, there was tons of reactions to, <laughs> to this news. Um, for me, I said it before, I said it online that it's been such a roller coaster ride these last 10 years with these DC movie news announcements. They announce one thing, it doesn't happen. You get excited, it doesn't happen. And this, we've been through this before, so it's not nothing new. And actually, I wouldn't think this would be a huge surprise or deal if it wasn't for Black Adam. Because once Henry Cavill appeared in the end credit scene, got everyone excited. I was excited. Henry Cavill made an Instagram video saying he was back. A sequel to Man of Steel was in development. And of course, we're all going to be excited about that. But then not too long after that, it was announced that James Gunn and I believe Peter Saffron if I remembering his name correctly, are, we're going to be running DC Studios and be in charge of DC going forward, developing. And as James Gunn was started doing interviews, tweeting on and posting on social media about kind of the plan and how they're developing things, it was starting to become pretty clear that they're going to be creating their own universe. And I guess kind of let the current Snyderverse play out with the movies that are still on tap to release and maybe kind of piggybacking off some of those, maybe using some of the same actors, but it was nothing was ever really clear but just recently like two weeks ago we started hearing reports and the trades like hollywood reporter were posting stories about and it was announced patty jenkins is no longer going to do wonder woman 3 now wonder woman 3 is pretty much not going to happen and then gal gadot sent out a tweet that was uh, kind of cryptic and saying that she was thankful for all the fans and the time she played as wonder her time being able to play wonder woman and saying um how it was a great joy making you think that, oh, is she done? But then she also ended that post saying she's excited for future stories we're going to tell with Wonder Woman, making like, okay, so maybe she's not done. So like kind of conflicting reports there. So uh, just a lot of questions, as is always the case with the future of DC. But then, like I said earlier this week, James Gunn just flat out said he had a meeting with Henry Cavill and they're making a new Superman movie, but they want to tell a younger a story about a younger version of Superman and it won't be played by Henry Cavill. And then Henry Cavill put out a post saying the same thing. They met with James Gunn and he was disappointed, but understands that's how the business works. Sometimes it's not really their fault that before they were there, the Warner brothers studio told Henry Cavill it was okay to announce that he's coming back only to change. So it was done in like a very respectable and classy way by both James Gunn and Henry Cavill to announce that he's not coming back. But of course, the reactions all over the place. You got some of those who are glad that this is kind of the end of the Snyderverse, finally, and how as much as they love Cavill in the role, this is the right way to go. But then you got the also the ones who are just the diehards and only view Henry Cavill as the only actor who could play Superman. And you're seeing the fire James Gunn hashtag. So it's all over the place. But um, for me, when I heard it initially, yeah, I was bummed because Henry Cavill is great as Superman. and I wanted to see him more in the role, especially... Just him never really getting the chance to become that full-blown Superman that we were hoping to see at the end of Man of Steel, um, because I know he would have done an amazing job at that. And what makes it just so disappointing is that we did get that announcement just a few months ago that <laughs> he was coming back. So just the timing on this was all off, and it just goes into the overall story of how just Warner Brothers really did not know what they were doing running <laughs> the DC movies Um universe and at this point it, that's why i'm on the minds of two fronts yeah disappointed that campbell henry cavill is not going to be back but at the same time it just with the new creative team led by james gunn if you really want to make a new dc universe work 
you kind of just have to blow it up and just restart from scratch and create a brand new universe with new actors in the key roles. And that's looks like what they're going to do. So, and the one thing I am excited for is because I was worried about this a little bit was that the direction that James Gunn might want to go is maybe build the universe off of kind of lesser known DC characters because Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, they've all been used in the Snyderverse already. And, and of course, now we even got Matt Reeves' version of the Batman being its own thing. So maybe he would shy away from using the big characters that I think you need to use to set up and build the DC universe. But I was glad to see her that that's not the case. I mean, James Gunn has said that it's Superman is the most important part of getting their DC universe off the ground. And that's one of the first movies that's going to be in development. And I'm like, yes, that's how it should be. DC's biggest, most important character, Superman, should be the one to kick off the universe. And he's also mentioned, too, how Batman's a big part of it. And the other thing I was really happy to hear is that the Green Lantern Corps universe is an important part of his universe to build off of. So I was glad to hear that. I think it just came out yesterday, too, that it looks like that HBO Max series is going to be dead or it's not going to move forward, even though we did hear it was being redeveloped to focus on Jon Stewart. But that's not surprising, too. Um, and then just him saying also that it's going to be a mix of main DC characters and some lesser known characters that are going to build this universe moving forward over the next 10 years for this for this plan. So, yeah, to me, it's it's a mix of disappointment, but also excitement for to see what they're going to do. And just go back to what I said initially when James Gunn was hired, how I just really hope they have this plan. They have it all worked out. They have a 10 year plan. Let's just hope it's get They get to see it through. Whether it works um, or works or not, because I'm hesitant to say that because if it doesn't work, I don't know if it will last that 10 years. <laughs> but I just hope if it doesn't work, let's not get in new leaders to build off that and just and become a jumbled mess, just like the DCEU EU was, where you had all these different people in charge and running in, and it just was very inconsistent. So, yeah, it's just, again, a wide variety of reactions to see from it. But I think it is time now just to put the Snyderverse to bed and just move forward for it. And to be honest, as I was thinking about it, Man of Steel came out. I love that movie, but it came out divisive and it wasn't the big successful launching point that they were hoping for, for the DCEU. Then obviously Warner Brothers kind of panicked, said we had to get, let's get Batman in there, Batman versus Superman. We got to hurry up and get to a Justice League. And that was even more divisive. And it just, the universe never really successfully got off the ground the way it should have to be successful. And But I was thinking the fact of how divisive those first two movies was, I'm kind of surprised now that the Snyderverse lasted as long as it did, um, almost a full 10 years. And the fact that we did get some great movies in there as well to build off of, I, I just, I'm just thankful for that because coming off of just the divisive reaction of BVS and then the disappointment of the theatrical cut of Justice League, I thought that was pretty much going to be the end of that universe there. But we still got more good movies to come out of that i mean zack snyder's justice league we got that which was awesome and when you look at it now kind of that is going to be the finale of that story definitely of this version of the justice league and so i am thankful for what we did get in the course of this 10 years yes not everything was great and it might end kind of on a whimper with black adam and but well i shouldn't say that because we still got aquaman and we got the flash but i've heard they're redoing cameos cutting cameos and appearances from like ben affleck who was supposed to be in aquaman 
Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot those have a cameo in Flash. I mean, that was supposed to set up Michael Keaton becoming his Batman, becoming the main Batman in the DCEU. So all that's going to change. I'm just wondering if they're going to do more re-edits to have to make the Flash like the final chapter in the Snyderverse to have that not set up a u- new universe, but just close the book on the Snyderverse universe. Because I really think um, I think all none of the actors are going to be back there with these characters. James Gunn did said he did talk to Henry Cavill about potential other parts to play in his DC universe. So maybe these actors will be coming back in different roles. I don't know. Um, we'll see going forward. But uh, I think this is definitely the end of the Snyderverse one. I believe Aquaman is the last one on tap for that. So that will probably be it. And once that's done, it's just we'll look. I'm looking forward to seeing this new universe be built from scratch. I'm really focusing on the main DC characters and just building off that and hopefully James Gunn able to execute that 10 year plan. So yeah, disappointing that Henry Cavill is looks to be done as Superman for the foreseeable future. But at the same time too, I, this is not the last time Henry Cavill will be Superman. It might be years down the line, but we'll see him as Superman again, whether it's an older version, like in kingdom come. And maybe that is something that he talked about with James Gunn in their meeting, how he said they talked about some potential future, uh, part he may play in the DC universe movie forward. Maybe he will be an older version of Superman to play later down the line in this universe. But even if it's not, as we've seen before, old actors coming back to their roles, um, it's the thing that will probably happen with a lot of these ones too. So even though it sucks right now that Henry Cavill will be done as Superman at this time period, he'll be, we'll see him again. I have full confidence in that, that eventually we'll see him as Superman. So yeah, definitely some big shakeups going on, but at, it's, hopefully this is it where now we can just move on and get this universe off the ground off and running when it begins because uh, it's potentially time for that that happens where we're not just wondering oh is it going to be tied into this universe or these actors going to be in it just you hear the phrase rip the band-aid off this was kind of one of those things where <laughs> i'm just glad james gunn came out and said it and we're just instead of having all these speculations and wondering if the trade reports were right or accurate I love the fact that James Gunn is very open to the fans on social media. It just says what's true and what's not. And this is how it's going moving forward. So I definitely appreciate that, even though it's might be hard. Some of the news we hear from him might be hard for some fans to take or accept. It's better to have it out there instead of guessing and wondering. So that, that was appreciated too, but yeah, we'll see going forward. Should be interesting these next few years. Um, see if DC can finally get on a consistent track with these movies. Um, we DC fans deserve that, and we haven't gotten that in these past 10 years. So that's what I'm really hopeful for. And maybe I'm being too optimistic with the track record that Warner Brothers has done with this. But that's why as long as James Gunn is able to see his vision through, hopefully we'll get on that more consistent basis moving forward with this new DC universe. Yeah, I, I think it's for the better. Um, for me, Henry Cavill was a good Superman. It's just they gave him nothing to do, um, especially in Justice League. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's better to, I don't know, I feel like with the with the Snyder universe, it's, if, 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 if James Gunn were to, I don't know, tr- try to fix it, it, it it'd be like putting a, a band-aid on a bullet wound right mm. it just wouldn't work and so like i feel like with the, the ending or supposed ending of the um 
of the Wonder Woman movies and uh, Henry Cavill is just like, you know what, it's it, it in the end, it'll be a good thing. And I know that you've grown to love these characters, but like if, if we're going to move forward and like if, if we're if we're going to have one thing like Marvel does, right, with like mm-hmm. one extended universe, this is going to have to happen. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I understand why people like Henry Cavill. I mean, he was a good Superman. It's just like in Man of Steel, he kind of had really nothing to do in, in that movie. Same thing with uh, Batman versus Superman and uh, Justice League. It's like he kind of doesn't really have much to do in those movies. And it's not Henry Cavill's fault. I mean, he's, he is a good Superman. It's just, yeah, it, it's, it's probably better to move on from him and from his story and, and all of that. Because, I mean, you can't do a new story with the same actor, right? You just can't do it. So... Yeah, unfortunately, fortunately, like you said, you got to rip the whole bandaid off and just start fresh, you know. So it's sad, but uh, I mean, not for me personally, but for all the for, for all you other fans, uh, it's it's sad. But you know, hopefully, hopefully, whatever they're doing really hits because I mean, this has to be their last chance. Right. Yeah, that is has to a good be point. Yeah. For an extended universe, it has to be their last chance. Um, you know, if, if if this doesn't hit, then you know, like let's just stick with the Batman movies and having like the Mad Reeves do it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's have a Joker movie. <laughs> that was let's that just... was the other rumor too that was coming out where they were saying, oh, James Gunn's looking to incorporate Matt Reeves' Batman universe to actually be the launching point of no, his no, new DC no. universe. That both James Gunn and Matt Reeves came out and saying, like, yeah, no, that's not true. <laughs> that that would be an awful idea. That, that would be awful. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, I don't know. I think it's for the better. I mean, like, this is their last chance, and if they don't hit it, they don't hit it, and we're just going to get one-off movies. And, yeah. You know, like, I, I, I know you fans really want you, you want to see Batman and Superman or Batman and Wonder Woman or whatever combination combined. I just, on I just want to see the just, a full Justice League roster with the Green Lantern. That's all I'm really hoping for. <laughs> I've said that many times. Like I said, as much as I love Zack Snyder's Justice League, it, it doesn't feel like yeah. a complete Justice League without Green Lantern. Yeah, and I, I, I was about to say, even with two movies, uh, two Justice League movies, two... Justice League, separate Justice League movies, but were the same Justice League movie. Yeah. Uh, they still couldn't do it. Um, and you know, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm more on the side, and I can see more of the argument being made for destroying the whole, uh, just getting rid of the whole entire thing and just starting fresh. And okay, we're gonna do this young Superman thing, right? And he's gonna be the basis of our, of our. Uh, extended universe and you can't you can't ask for a better character than superman yeah i mean to 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 build your universe around so yeah yeah. like i said that's what i was worried about that they might not do i just felt very reassuring when i heard james gunn say that yeah superman is the most important aspect of getting building this universe and building it off off of him yeah you can't really do it off of i don't know flash or whatever you know if that movie's still coming out is that i don't know you know what that's ice 
I, I think it will come out, but at the same time, if something gets announced where it gets shelved or moved to HBO Max, I, I won't be shocked. I do think that is yeah. probably a possibility. It's probably for the better if that comes out on HBO Max or something, mm. you know, or unreleased totally. No, you know, I still like want to see it. <laughs> I want to see it somehow. Well, I mean, they, they got rid of one bad girl. so like, Exactly. So that's why it won't be a total shock if it does happen. But yeah. Yes, yeah, so, I'm, I'm surprised that they um, th- there hasn't been an announcement like, oh, like, you know, Flash and Shazam 2 is gonna, that they're going to come out on HBO Max, you know. Yeah, I forgot. I keep forgetting about Shazam Fury of the Gods. That, that's still that, that'll be one of the final <laughs> movies in the DCEU as well. But. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure but, I'm sure you, you're not the only one that's forgotten about that movie. I'm having uh, a lot of people uh, yeah, because I, I really liked the first Shazam. I, th- I thought that was, was a lot good. of fun. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, the sequel. I don't know. It's like it doesn't look bad, but it just doesn't get me ex- excited for it. Like I can't put my finger on it. it. Was like this is the reason why I'm not super hyped up for it. But maybe it's because it looks to yeah. be more of the same. But I don't know. Like I'm definitely well, gonna mean, see it, but the excitement is, level not there how it was for the first one and even some of the other DC movies. Well, the the problem is too is why. You know why? Why are we doing a sequel for this? But well, I mean, come on, it's inevitable a <laughs> sequel for. Yeah. <laughs> well, but see, my yeah, hope was to I mean, finally get the Black Adam Shazam movie that they go at. Like, that was the one thing about The Rock that was kind of disappointing. Like he, how he wanted to keep Black Adam separate from Shazam. I, I think it just came out recently too. How they offered him a cameo or an appearance in the second Shazam, and he turned it down. But it's like those two should be on a collision course to meet up with each other more so than the planned showdown between superman and the rock or black adam it should have been shazam and black adam so i don't know why he was so hesitant on keeping black adam separate from shazam when they're from the same uh story arc that both characters kind of their paths cross eventually and they're all part of the same yeah. the, the shazam universe well i think i think we've already answered that question tim which is everybody forgot about shazam too you know <laughs> and like everybody knows who superman is right yeah. And if if you want, I mean, if you want somebody, uh, if you want somebody in your movie, it's going to be Superman rather than Shazam. Even though, yeah, you know, even though they are connected characters, right? It's just like uh, other people will be like, "Who's that guy?" You know, right? Because mm-hmm. like people don't really know about Shazam and Black Adam. So yeah, yeah, you're right because. The buzz and excitement that happened with Superman appearing in the end credit scene was definitely going to be a lot more bigger than if Shazam just showed up at the end credit scene. I mean, it would have been cool, yeah. but not as big as the old Superman in that it was Henry Cavill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so see, that's what just sucks. Just the timing about this is just so wrong. And again, this goes back to Warner Brothers and their incompetence. Like, you make this big announcement and then James Gunn, was, he has every right. They have every right to go in this direction since they're in charge of this universe. So it's like I'm not putting any blame on him that this is the way he wants to go. It's just more on Warner Brothers being, again, incompetent, saying, yeah, go ahead and announce this. And by the way, we're putting a new creative team in charge of DC Universe moving forward to kind of do whatever they want in their vision. And they didn't think that might be some con- contradictions and conflicts as far as the direction they want to go. So it's just... Again, Warner Brothers yeah. not knowing how to handle this stuff. Exactly. And I mean, that's the point. I mean, how many people know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were? And 
I don't know, yeah. before the movies came out. Not but very then, many, even know, amongst like, comic book fans. Yeah. <laughs> right. But everybody knows who Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman are. I mean, they're like American staples, right? They're yeah. part of the, the zeitgeist, right? And like, how can you bubble it? How, how can you how can you not catch the ball? You know, it's like uh, yeah. it, it's and like, and plus two, like I can see why they're hmm. no, I never mind. <laughs> okay, I can't see why they're they're doing a Black Adam movie and a Shazam movie. I mean, you got to get Superman right first before. Yeah, exactly. Sort of do all this other stuff you you have to get batman right you have to get one woman right which they did but then you know 1984 came out yeah um so yeah like i honestly i think this is for the better you know just start with a clean slate you know don't do black adam 2 don't do shazam 2 don't do flash don't do wonder woman 3 don't do green lantern you know, honestly, at this point, I'll don't do it right now. <laughs> no, no. Uh, let me explain myself. Don't do Green Lantern right now because you're just going to end up canceling it. And then, you know, the, it, it's just another canceled Green Lantern project. Mm. Right. Let's get Superman done right. Right. Mm, yeah. Um, and let's build the universe around it. You need you need to do you need to do one thing right yeah. before you decide to do 15 other things. Right? Uh, yeah, that is. A great point and an essential. Yeah, just focus right yeah. now. If super, if this new Superman movie is going to be your first one to launch the universe, I know they have a plan moving forward, but make sure everything is just super focused on getting that movie right, like you said, to kick off right. this universe. Yeah, you can't do Black Adam. I mean, like you, there's a reason why Marvel picked Iron Man, right? And they did it start with Guardians of the Galaxy. And we're going to build the universe around Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah. There's a reason why they didn't do that. And so, like, there's a reason why they pick Iron Man. And there's a reason why you need to build your universe around Superman. It's because everybody knows him. Everybody knows who he is. No. So, you've got to get that right. <laughs> that's the main... That's the main thing. Yeah. And... If you can't get that right, you know, then the universe is in trouble already. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. They, they, then you, you, you should just do Batman movies. <laughs> yeah. That's might be what happens if it's unsuccessful, or we're just gonna go back how it was in the '90s with <laughs> just Batman. Yeah. Which, uh, like, I really don't want to go back to that. So I'm, I'm really hopefully that this is the one that yeah. clicks with everyone and it's successful. Plus two, that 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 would be a step back. It'd, it'd just be a giant step back if you're just going to do Batman movies and yeah, yeah. So, uh, I I wish them luck. I I'm a I'm a glass half empty kind of guy. So like I I just don't think there's any saving this unless they they do something completely brand new. Um, yeah, I think that's what and they. I wish too. them luck. Yeah. Yeah. You know they're gonna piss off a lot of fans, but yeah. At the same time, they'll eventually that'll die down where the focus can just be on these new movies and this new universe. And like I said, yeah, 
you do kind of have a completed story in the Snyderverse. I mean, with the Zack Snyder Justice League. Yes, there easily could have been more what they set up, but at the same time, there is got like there, it is considered a trilogy. So it's not like you just had one movie and that was it. We did get a few appearances of these characters in several movies, which again, after Batman versus Superman, wasn't sure that was going to be the case. So um, it definitely lasted longer than I thought. And the fact that it kind of continued on here and there, which I wasn't sure was going to be the case. So um, it was, it's not a total loss where yes, definitely there could have been more and built off of, but there is kind of like a full story, so to speak, within that main trilogy of Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, uh, Justice League, and even like the one else with Wonder Woman and Aquaman that tell uh, a satisfying story with those characters, like a completed story, so to speak. But not people are probably rolling their eyes saying, if you're hearing me saying completed, then it's not completed because of what was planned. But if you're just watching it without knowing all the behind the scenes drama and stuff that went on, there is kind of a completed story in there if you're just watching those movies for what they are. You know what I'm thinking, Tim? And I know every single fan will disagree with me, including you, Tim, is start started on TV, right? Started on mm. HBO Max. Yeah, I know you're going to say no, Tim. <laughs> yeah. But if, if you think about Man of Steel and what they tried to do, they tried to show like his entire life, mm-hmm. build it on TV. Like, I don't know, one or two seasons on TV before you make the giant leap to the, to the big screen. Mm. That well, if it's like doing the origin, I could kind of see that. But and yeah. James Gunn has said like this universe is not just going to be movies; it's going to be with TV and animation too. So they are going to be exploring the different mediums to tell stories in this universe. But for a Superman yeah. movie, he already said it's not going to be an origin; it's going to be early on in his life and career as Superman. But he'll already be at the Daily Planet in Superman, so they're not going to retread Krypton and growing up in Smallville and all that for this one, which is uh, which maybe. is a smart move. Maybe just introduce him, you know, mm. like get familiar with the character before you see him on TV. I mean, uh, see, see him on. Uh, but uh, Superman doesn't really movies. need that, though. It's kind of like the whole Spider-Man thing. Like with Spider-Man, oh, yeah, you're right. Homecoming yeah. came out. Like everyone's wondering, oh, we're going to see the spider bite again. I was like, no, we don't need that. Same with Superman. We don't need to see Krypton exploded again in a movie. Yeah. Also, we don't need to see uh, Ben die. Yeah, again. exactly. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I really wish them luck. I I I think it's a it's a huge task that I don't know. I wouldn't want to be them, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I totally agree. <laughs> so yeah, definitely exciting times are ahead for the future of DC movies. Like twenty twenty three is going to be it for the Snyderverse with the movies that come out that year, and then James Gunn has said probably early on in 2023 is when we'll hear more, hear more about the plans that they have moving forward for the universe. So we shall see, but we'll be here to <laughs> give our reactions to it when all this stuff goes down. But uh, with that, I guess that's going to do it for this episode and 2022 for us. So as always, Dane, I'll throw it to you for the outro. Right, just go over to BatmanUniverse.net, Facebook.com slash BatmanUniverse, Twitter handles at BatmanUniverse, the show's Twitter handle is at BatFansPodcast, Tim's Twitter handle is at TimG311, I'll say it because it's their last show, Tim. I appreciate it. Uh, 
My Twitter handle is at Ancient's Banana. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. See, I got it this time, too. <laughs> and, or iTunes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can email the show at deafheads at alphansagenal.com. So, like we say at the end of every single episode, first, first, Tim, goodbye, Dublin Dane. Yes. Good long. So long, Dublin Dane. We will miss <laughs> you. But thank you for a great 2022. Yeah. <laughs> and to um, all our listeners. Like we... Oh, I'm sorry. Did I jump over your introduction to my outro, Dane? I'm sorry. Yes, you did. Tim. <laughs> I'm like a color commentator jumping over a play-by-play's big call yeah. on a big moment <laughs> of baseball game. <laughs> like we say at the end of every single episode, Tim. We love each and every one of you. With our sad hearts that Henry Cavill is no longer Superman, but also excited <laughs> hearts at the potential of this new DC universe. <laughs> See you guys next time. See you next year, everybody.